Welcome into Monday. How you doing? Hope your weekend went well. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Hour number one presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Great local company. Great Sooner Tim Lasher. They'll do a great job for you. Heating and air needs. You need those addressed. They will do the very best job of anyone. 405-579-3113. That is 405-579-3113. Parker Thune, I am angry today. I, I mean, you're kind of angry every day, Steely. But when, I'm you, extra when you acknowledge angry. that you're angry, does that mean you're just extra angry? I am extra angry. This X thing in Elon Musk has me uh, very upset. Old people don't like change. Is this legit or are they trolling us? I don't know. All I know is what is my priority when I get in here about nine nine thirty every morning? To cut audio, right? Correct. To make sure we get the stats down. I really do most of the stats at home before I leave early in the morning. Uh, Think of some angles we can go with and get a bunch of audio. Now, we don't always use that audio, but sometimes we do use all that audio. But I want to have it there for us if we need it. And one of the best ways to get that is Twitter.com. When you get, sometimes you get pre-edited sound bites. Here's Brian Harmon talking about winning the, the Open Championship. Now, again... It's more Sooner stuff. But so I email those to myself. I'm looking at that every day. Hey, that's something we can use. Boom. Email it to myself. Go cut the audio. A lot of the times if the audio. You email them to yourself? I do. That's an old move. That's an old move. But it works, man, because I've got them boom, 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 boom. And I just click on them. And then I go record them and edit them. Even if the audio is horrible, I'll fix it. If the sound bite's too long, I'll cut it down. But I have my system in place. So I had a bunch of sound today. Went to my email, click on it, and up comes an X. And that's it. No link, no sound, nothing. Just that stupid X logo. That's it. It vanished. All of it vanished. Now, I was able to go back to some other sources and find some other audio that we can use today. Usually it's uh, supporting what we're talking about, Oklahoma football, somebody's take on Oklahoma football, or obviously sooner players or coaches or experts or whatever. But it's just annoying. Old people don't like change, damn it. And I don't like this. <laughs> you know what this signals, Steely? Old. This is the end of the digital age. The digital age is coming to an end. Technology is out. Are we going to see the rise of newspapers once again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're coming back. Print day journalism now. returns with a vengeance. <laughs> I feel so bad for the newspaper people because you've got some really good journalists who are really hard workers who work their butts off. And, well, you know, how it goes. Billy Bob's got his show on YouTube now. Well, Everybody's watching that. We have a- There are 9 million Sooner podcasts out there. Some of these people, all they're doing is taking their info from you or Brandon or Eddie or No, that's very Carrie true. <laughs> or whatever and just regurgitating it. It's like, okay, I'm for everybody. If you want to have a voice, that's fine. That's great. But, I mean, some of these, I'm I, like, what podcast is this? It was like, I, I put out that Williams Nguyenary is visiting Oklahoma behind a paywall. And then within hours, podcasts are circulating on YouTube from folks who are saying, it's rumored that Williams Nguyenary is going to be visiting Oklahoma prior to his what decision. Call, you know, in print, we call them the aggregators, right? In podcasting, we need to call them the regurgitators. How about that? I love it. The regurgitators. The regurgitators get at it. I mean, some of them might end up being pretty good. I, I Look, if you're into that, I wish you will. I hope it works out for you. But a lot of this stuff, I'm like, what is, what, really? They're talking about, who's this dude talking about Williams and Harry? 
Oh, that's exactly what Parker said 16 hours ago. Word for word, pretty much. Anyway, the old man's angry today. I'm very angry. I am super angry. Well, we, can we do the old man's angry and get it sponsored by, like, the old man is angry is brought to you by Shady Oaks this, Rest This home. would be an awesome <laughs> weekly feature, especially in football season. What is Steely angry about this I week? I don't like being angry. I like being happy. But this Elon Musk X stuff, I mean, dude, you know what? Okay, you've got billions of dollars. You're playing with our lives. Real funny, dude. Real funny. You know what happens? You know what happens? The nerds rise to the top. That's one of the issues. These guys, I don't know if they stuffed Elon Musk in a locker. He's kind of big, you know. Isn't he like 6'3 or something like that? Yeah, he's done martial arts in his day. But maybe that was in response to getting shoved in a locker. Well, that's that's why Zuckerberg is like some MMA guy now, because they put his ass in a locker for years, and then he came out of that locker and owned us all, right? That's what happens. I get it. Revenge of the Nerds happens. But I'm just very angry about this. You have changed my world, Elon Musk. You've made it more difficult. It's already sometimes I can't remember who I am or where I am. And you've just made it more difficult. Speaking of newspapers, we've got a reformed newspaper man joining us later on the program. Jesse Crittenden, yes. Doesn't else. Do you want to name any of the regurgitators? No, the regurgitators know exactly who they are. The regurgitators and, are not, they're on like and YouTube every, like here's or the thing. something. I don't need to name the regurgitators when they themselves know who they are and everyone listening knows who they are. Is it good that everybody has a YouTube channel? <laughs> on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, <laughs> there there are benefits and drawbacks. I'll just put it that way. I mean, look. You remember, like, like, I've got a Twitch channel, but I'm just playing games and talking sports. I'm well, not regurgitating something. You remember, you remember that scene in The Incredibles when Syndrome goes, "When everyone's super, no one will be." That's kind of how I feel about YouTube these days. It's just so saturated. It is. It's like I like I said, sometimes, you know, I'll look for Taylor Tatum announcements. We can get some other sound. We got a soundbite from his coach that I was going to play the other day. We played one soundbite the other day, uh, but there's another one. Uh, his talk, talk, uh, his coach, Joe King, talked about what kind of kid he is. We played that the other day, what kind of player he is, what he brings to the table, all that stuff. But sometimes you put in Oklahoma football and there are podcasts out there that are like, who's this dude? Okay, all right. I think that was stolen from other sources, but, you know, because that's literally all you have to do. You don't have to go out and get your own sources, right? Maybe some of these guys do. They probably hate me right now. That's fine. But I'm just saying, nine million podcasts on the same thing. I am angry. A listener in the 405 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, so basically Steely is turning into his uncle. <laughs> yeah, I'm catching major <laughs> uncle vibes from you today. I'm sorry. I didn't have, it looks like I'm going to have to pay some extra tax dollars too. So that made me extra angry too. I'm like, really? Seriously, dude? What, what else can go wrong? But um, to me, I, uh, I just don't like the X thing. Doesn't it feel like Elon, all he's trying to do is people have already jumped ship getting by the check mark. Well, Elon's just trolling at this point. 
I mean, let's call I it know. like it is. He's, He's straight up just trolling. Super billionaire, playing with the commoners, playing, you know. It's very, I, I mean, can we go overthrow uh, X, the offices, storm the castle with pitchforks and flame? I don't think it's going to happen. Somebody from the 580 says, I want names of regurgitators. You know who knows? I I have no doubt that by the end of the day, Ronnie Crimson will tweet a comprehensive (laughs) list of all the regurgitators for you. So just follow Ronnie Crimson on Twitter. There. You're welcome for the free pub, Ronnie Crimson. Uh, somebody on from the, somebody from Ronnie, Ronnie asked, Crimson's a five star, right? Ronnie I mean, Crimson, he's, five, he's one of our super Ronnie five Crimson stars. is a five star plus. Ronnie Crimson is in contention for the number one texture on the <laughs> Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, <laughs> Gunnar Stutzman Army says, "Steely, why are you telling everyone the game plan of my new podcast?" <laughs> Gunny, just to see the uh, the smoke on the camera and be, being barely able to see you, I would tune into that. So. Here's a great question from a listener in the 405. What is a tweet going to be called if Twitter does indeed become X? You know, expression. I know it's it's like I said, exclamation. You know, I am a routine person. If you interrupt my routine, particularly, I mean, when I was a little bit younger, I could deal with it better. But now, no, you you upset the I'm. I'm real close to having that the pill box that has M, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all that stuff. I'm probably about five years away from that. So if you interrupt and disrupt my routine, it is going to bother me quite a bit, as you can tell. So anyway, who would sponsor the old man's rant? Riverwind Casino? Well, I Riverwind always, Casino sponsors pretty much everything I you do, I can Steely. always depend on the folks at Riverwind. No doubt about that. They're awesome. But maybe we can get Depends, Metamucil, Werther's Originals. We can call it Old Man Banging on Slot Machine. <laughs> all right. That's that's all I got to say about it. But Elon Musk. I, I, there's not a mule shoe level of frustration there, but it's getting pretty close. Because you're right. He's just trolling now. He's just trolling. So. Is he in Cowherd territory? Is that the company you'd put him uh, in with? I think I like Cowherd more than uh, really? Elon right now. Yes, because I know that Cowherd, I know what he's trying to do. He's a highly skilled guy that knows where to get clicks and views from. And that's what the business in so many ways is based on now. He's highly skilled in that. Elon's just messing with the commoners, basically. Even if you make $500,000 a year as a family or whatever, to Elon, you're still a commoner. He's just messing with you. It's very frustrating. Okay, we're going to talk some real Sooner football when we get back. We are, what, are we, uh, is it 40 days away now? 39 days. It's a Monday, so it would be 40 days. 40 days, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Got to wait till midnight. Okay, we are going to talk about uh, recruiting. New date, maybe, for williams Winery. We'll talk about that. I'm here on August 7th, possibly. There's, there's a commit that's popping tomorrow. Yes, that's exactly right. The Sooners look like they're going to be getting a, a new offensive lineman, B.J. Brooks, tomorrow. We'll talk about that. More on uh, the commitment of Taylor Tatum on Friday. We'll get into all of that next. The old man rant's over. I'm going to go out and yell at the clouds. We'll be... Uh, you know, for three or four minutes, and I'll be fine. It'll all be out of my system. Glad to have you with us. Hope your weekend was great. It's a Monday. Let's get to it together right here on The Ref.
right, if you've got old issues, ladies and gentlemen, if you're farsighted or nearsighted, you can see like a youngster again. Believe me, I'm about to go into the uh, 60 range. And I think the average age is around 43 when you start having some issues. And if you're having some of those issues, you know, you're playing with a big text, you know, not big text, the uh, at the Texas State Fair. I'm talking about, you know, you got to have the biggest text font size on your phone uh, or, you know, you can see, you know, the wall really well. But what's right in front of you is super blurry. Well, there is a individual and there are some professionals that can help you in that regard. Dr. Bellardo, the uh, team at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma, they've been doing it better than anybody else for over 20 years now. Dr. B and his team, super professional. The environment's super relaxing, and uh, they will get you corrected. Give them a call at 405-755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo, or you can uh, get online to ALCOK.com. See if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery. They've done uh, wonders for me, believe me. I'd be in big trouble without Dr. Bellardo. And like they always say, if you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. What I can see right now on Twitter is a giant freaking X. And it's driving me insane. Wait, there's an X on Twitter now? The takeover has begun? Just put in Twitter.com. Has the takeover actually begun? There oh my it God. is. It's an X. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. The takeover has indeed begun. Let's see what happens if I click on it. Well, nothing happens. Okay. I guess the uh, web development team is still working on the, uh, the switch over. What world are we living in? Like Nancy Kerrigan once said, why? 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 <sighs> okay. It's like we're living in a sitcom. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line quickly before we get to Taylor Tatum <laughs> and the Sooners' okay. triumphant victory over USC <laughs> on the recruiting trail on Friday. Uh, I see some good sponsors. Steely sponsored by Brock's Orange Slices. You know what? You know who loved my dad? My dad loved orange slices, man. He was so – he told us literally – this is my dad's dry sense of humor. Uh, and he battled Parkinson's for 13 years. We lost him uh, about two and a half years ago. But he said, you know what, if I ever get in that condition, just take me to take me up to Mount Scott, turn me loose with a bag of orange slices. So <laughs> that's what he wanted. But we didn't do that, of course. But that's what he said, jokingly. Just take me up to Mount Scott. Just, you know, drop me off, turn me loose, give me a bag of orange slices. I'll be good. Uh, this listener from the 405 asks, what's a text that got to do to get a star rating around here? Well, first of all, we have to know your name. We don't know your yes. name yet, listener. Give us a name. Also, you got to send some memorable texts. You got a way. You got a chance to move you gotta, up. Everybody, the, the can film's got to pop. That's right. The Every- film has to pop. The olds brought to you by Get Off My Grass and Unsweet Tea. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm really sorry, you guys. I don't want to be that big of a complainer, but this one hit me hard when I clicked on my links today, and all I got was that stupid X. Okay, you want to hear from, uh, let's hear from uh, John King first, the uh, Longview football coach, talking about Taylor Tatum committing to Oklahoma. What are the Sooners getting in the composite five-star running back? You know, he's, he's the total package. I just want to tell people. We, we've had great running backs here for a long, long time. I woke up this morning thinking about every running back I've had in Longview since 2000, and I, and I can still name them all. We've had some great ones. Oscar Wilson, a running back coach, he's coached a lot of great running backs, and, and he has a, a big hand in that, but... You know, Taylor's physical. He has a home run speed. 
He can block and pass protection. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can play in the slot. I'm not sure we've had one that can do all of those things as well as he can. Uh, but he uh, he's just a tremendous talent, a great teammate. He's also played some defense for the Lobos, played linebacker for us uh, as, as a uh, sophomore uh, in a few games. You know, we didn't have to have him last year. And, and uh, you know, we'll work him there some this year too. Uh, but just a tremendous talent. And, it, and I didn't mention kickoff returns. He can return kicks. Uh, he, he's made a great name for himself. Not only in East Texas, but across the nation. There you go. Uh, And that's something you talked about on Friday, pass protection. I know that doesn't get people real excited. Man, we need a great pass protector at running back. But he's really, really adept at uh, handling that very well. But just an all-around athlete. That story again where he wasn't even in the 4x100-meter relay uh, team. He wasn't on that team. But somebody couldn't make it, so he ran one of the legs. They end up winning that uh, that race at a prestigious meet. And then he leaves to go play baseball. And, like, within half an hour, hits a home run in his first at bat. I mean, that's an athlete. Obviously, uh, the Sooners are getting something special in this kid. There's no doubt. Yeah, complete three down back. We talked about it on Friday. Can do a little bit of everything. And certainly everything that that position requires. And... It never hurts to have a guy like that, Steely, because we know I, – I, I see some Javante Barnes parallels, honestly, in Taylor Tatum, in that both Barnes and Tatum are guys that have the capacity to be three down backs if that's what Oklahoma needs them to be. But obviously, in an ideal world, DeMarco Murray and Jeff Levy and the Sooner staff want to be using, at the very least, a tandem and ideally a committee at the running back position. And I the – the NFL running back discourse on social media over the past couple of weeks has gotten completely out of hand. Apparently, I guess I saw it over the weekend that the top running backs in the NFL are meeting via Zoom to discuss how they can improve the market for their services. So with all of this ink being spilled over what the true value is of the running back in professional football these days, and I mentioned this on Friday as well, but I would imagine DeMarco Murray's pitch to running backs these days is even more successful than it has been in the past because all he has to do is point to what's going on in the NFL right now with the market for elite running backs, and he can put that in front of the kids he's recruiting and say, look, you can go somewhere and you can put up three 1,000-yard seasons and take a bunch of tread off your tires before you get to the league, and that's all fine and well. Or you can come here, we'll make sure you get touches, but we'll also manage your workload and keep you fresh. And you can be as fresh as possible when it comes time for you to set foot in the NFL. So that way, when you get done with your first contract at 25, 26, there are less questions about the wear and tear that your body has endured and that your legs have endured because of the way that we managed you during your collegiate days. Yeah, and that's how you can also sell a guy like Caden Durham. More on him in the next segment. We'll get into that. But let's hear from J.D. Bikel, uh from On3 talking about what Taylor Tatum brings and means for Oklahoma. The batteries for this offense under Jeff Levy is the running game. That's the first thing. The other part of this and I think this is fairly obvious, and we've seen this for a little bit now with Oklahoma, they are building a formula with their roster to compete in the Southeastern Conference. Because Taylor Tatum, when he gets there now, that Sooner jersey, that Sooner helmet, they're going to have an SEC sticker patch and uh, 
I guess, sticker on the helmet. For Taylor Tatum, what he's bringing to the table here, outside of his skill set, is more depth at the running back position. You have to be able to run the football, not just for the offense, but in the SEC. LSU won the West last year. What did they do? Ran the football really well, over 180 yards a game. Georgia won the SEC, won the national title, ran for over 200 yards a game. Running the football is the price of admission for success in the SEC. And look at how Brent Venables is building it right now. They've got a running back room, that's for sure. They definitely have a running back room. And, uh, you know, they've got, uh, again, a great chance to get Caden Durham. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. But uh, they, they're loaded there right now. And you feel, we talked about this Friday. What you have right now with Taylor Tatum and Xavier Robinson is really good already. If you can add... Caden Durham to the mix, then you've got something that's extra special. I mean, really special. Uh, one of the better running back classes in the history of Oklahoma football. And I, and I know we can go back to, you know, the 70s and the recruiting rankings weren't there. The, you know, it was harder to rank. And, but you knew who the good ones were. Um, everybody in the country knew that Billy Sims out of Hooks, Texas, was the, number one, was the number one running back coming out of his class. Everybody knew that David Overstreet was the number one running back in Texas and one of the top running backs uh, in the country coming out of his senior year in Big Sandy, Texas. Now the rankings are more precise, and we have a lot more film uh, and video on these guys because, you know, technology. But, uh, you know, we'll see. It's already a really good running back class. It's already a pretty deep running back room with what the Sooners have. You don't have uh, somebody who's just a totally proven star, go-to guy there. But – uh, you've got so much depth there now and so much uh, potential there in that running back room. All right, let's break right here when we get back. Let's talk about this week, what's ahead tomorrow. Sooners looking to add an offensive line prospect and another victory over uh, the Longhorns and Muleshoe. Hmm? How about that? New day for williams Winery. We'll get into that as well. And what's going on with Caden Durham? Can the Sooners add him to the class? We'll talk about it coming up next right here on The Ref. You know what else? Brian freaking Harmon, that little twerp from Georgia, won the Open Championship, and he won it in a cakewalk in one of the most boring majors in the history of golf. Twerp? I haven't heard anybody called a twerp. We're bringing words back uh, here. We're bringing words back every week. We have Nimrod, Schmuck, Last Scheister. week it was Nimrod. Mm-hmm. I think the week before that it was Scheister. Now it's twerp. You've got to be about 5'9 or smaller to be a twerp, don't you? Is Brian Harmon smaller than 5'9"? I, I think he is. Oh, I think, really? I think he's maybe 5'10 tops would be my guess. But you know what? I will give him credit. Freaking Georgia wins again now. Georgia Bulldog. He, he said the night before he thought about Kirby Smart. Go out and hunt. Don't be the hunted. And he wins. I mean, he just totally kicked everybody's, you know what? Every time I thought he was going to collapse, he'd make like a 40-foot putt on the next hole for birdie. <sighs> Such was my weekend. Then you got the regurgitators everywhere. You got Elon Musk running wild. Panic in the streets. The whole you-know-what house is going up in flames soon. Are you like Garfield? Like, do you just get like this on Mondays and we need to feed you lasagna? <laughs> I'll take some of the lasagna. Sure, why not? Yeah. Have okay, hopefully, hopefully that'll solve things. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, okay. All right. Uh, by the way, 
uh, some good stuff coming in on the text line. I like it. I, you know, I was just laughing. I'd put a smile on my face thinking about my dad's sense of humor later in life when he was starting to have some issues. Turn me, turn me loose with a bag of orange slices. I mean, can you imagine it, Dad? It's been great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Enjoy your orange slices. Take care. You know. And later, I needed to get him to go see Doctor Bellardo because my dad could not see. Uh, very well, particularly at night driving. I mean, he he could do it, but it was a little bit challenging. And I remember then he had a smart-ass teenage son in the back saying, Jeez, Mr. Magoo, look out, you know. Um, (laughs) But he told my mom one time, I need to to either get an owl to sit on my shoulder or a prescription windshield. This is too tough, driving at night. So had a good sense of humor. All right, 405-651-651. 3439, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. The Rory drought continues. Gotta love it. Nine years for Rory. Uh, Mark in Newcastle says, Steely's cranky demeanor is brought to us by the Thunderbird Underwear Company. (laughs) There's a man who's been listening for a long time. I don't mean to be this cranky, but everything, you know, everything's against me right now. Everything. What's the backstory on the Thunderbird Underwear Company? You have to that fill those of us of the younger persuasion my, in now. My first trip to Lake Dirty Bird. Oh, my parents took me to that okay, beach. Okay, I okay. waited out in the water. And I remember maybe I was just a kid who, you know, was too uh, uppity back then because I'm like, this water, geez, this freaking ridiculous, muddy-ass water here I'm wading out into. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. And then something below the surface bubbles up to the surface and all I can see is like this white little bubble above the surface, and it's about 20 yards out. It comes floating to me. And I thought, well, like a catfish went belly up or something. And as it approaches me, I see what it is. It's a giant pair of tidy whities <laughs> coming in my direction. It was like the scene from Jaws, man. People scrambling. That sounds like a bad B movie, doesn't it? Were you able to evade the floating oh, yeah. pair of I got out of there. Man, I was swimming like Mark Spitz back in the day. I was out of there. I was <laughs> out of good. there. Good. You might have gotten gout if you'd gotten too close. <laughs> I mean, these were like the tidy whities that Andre the Giant would have worn. I mean, it was like you could have put us. That could have been a sail on a sailboat. Maybe that's what happened. It was bad. It was terrifying. Okay. Uh, tomorrow. Commitment for Oklahoma, right? Done we, deal. We, on we assume it is for Oklahoma, yes. And that is is Texas in there and USC both. Uh, no, it's just OU Texas. Those just are the OU two Texas. finalists. All right, so yep. Muleshoe wasn't in that one. Muleshoe so, did not make the cut. BJ Brooks is coming up tomorrow. Do we have a time on that yet? Any idea? Uh, no time has been announced. Is he? He's a four star offensive lineman. Correct. That is correct. Chatsworth, California. Chatsworth, man, that sounds like. Some Englishman's cat or something. Jeez, Chatsworth. I know, much classier than many of the California establishments this we've come to know. This offensive lineman here says played at Chatsworth Academy. He's got an extreme motor, and he will knock your buttocks on the ground at Chatsworth. Okay, uh, and then we have, after that, what, Michael Patterson McDonald in the 31st is the next date after that we're looking at, probably. Michael Patterson McDonald announces on the thirty first, and we're yes, thinking that's one week from today. I saw you guys, um, by the way, on your podcast, and Brandon, you and Brandon were talking about. You're thinking it is the first week in August now for Williams Winery, correct? 
Yeah, look, I, Williams Nornary himself has not established a commitment date. Uh, when I was up there at least Summit North last week uh, talking to his head coach, Jamar Mosey, former Sooner, member of the 2000 National Championship team, he told me, look, it's it's supposed to happen on the 1st. That's kind of the plans that we have made, but uh, he and his family are going to be on vacation at that time, so ultimately it's out of my hands, and whenever they announce, they announce. So. Yeah. Now, I heard that Brandon was saying the Georgia people, of course, think they're leading and going to get him. Naturally. Are they calling him Waneri, or what are they calling him? <laughs> Williams Waneri coming to Georgia, by God. <laughs> we are getting into a, no, a whole new level of hillbilly in the SEC. I mean. You oh, like, and you think the Georgia hillbillies are bad. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, LSU takes the cake, I think. But, like, you listen to Marty and McGee on, you know, it's on another station, but you've heard those guys. Sure. And I think Marty Smith is is what he does, but he's also the hillbilly hipster. He's kind of like the new country. He puts a little more twang in everything he says. Yeah, I respect it, though. No, he's he's got a style. He's good, but he's definitely the hillbilly hipster. But we are going to be encountering a, a different level. Really nice people, except for the LSU people. Um, but there's going to be a lot more better football and more hillbillies. Is that a good combination? I guess it is. Better football supersedes the level of hillbillydom. Got to take the bad with the good. That's right. All right, 405-651-3439, Kenny Palmeyer, Chevrolet, text line. Is Williams Nuaneri visiting this week? So asks a listener in the 405 repeatedly, I might add. They've sent this exact same text three times. Is Williams Winery visiting this week? The answer is yes. Williams and Winery will be back in Norman this week. Now, by the end of the week, he will also be up in Eugene, Oregon. Mm-hmm. But, yes, he's going to return to Norman before a final decision is made in early August. Is Party at the Palace when? Party at the Palace is on the 28th. 28. He's going to be in a little earlier, though. So, all right. So, this is the party of the palace weekend. Yes. Okay. So, there you go. And then heading out to uh, Eugene, Oregon. Uh-oh. John from Tulsa doesn't know the rules. John from Tulsa says, just tuned in. Not sure if y'all already addressed Stone's latest Insta video where he highlighted every team except OU. I had more of a palm-to-face reaction than a freakout. John, um... You may not have been listening to Locked In last week when we established these new ground rules, but effective July 18th, 2023, we are, on principle, going to refrain from discussing any and all Insta posts from David Stone until his announcement. There is an absolute moratorium on discussion of David Stone's Instagram activity. Okay. Yeah. All right. Caden Durham. Update. What are you thinking? I heard uh, Brandon say on you guys' podcast that it's LSU's going to be in the running. Certainly. And they're hoping, and I believe they are scheduled right now to get him back on campus this weekend in Baton Rouge. Down in the boot. But I, I, I still favor Oklahoma for the moment in the recruitment of Caden Durham. There's a month to go until the finish line, so we will see if anything changes. But... As of right now, I think the Sooners maintain the edge. And the refreshing thing about the Tatum commitment, right, is that now with Caden Durham, 
yes, you're going to continue to press for that kid. You want him in Oklahoma's class, no doubt about it. But if he doesn't want to come, if he decides, you know what, I'm going to go to Baton Rouge or, shoot, I'm going to go to College Station, as an Oklahoma fan, you're content with that because you get the number one running back in the country and you get the number one running back in your own state in Xavier Robinson. But you clearly would love to get Caden Durham, Certainly. obviously. Certainly. And, if you uh, can get him, you get him. Well, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. It was, uh, it was at T.A. Cunningham committed to Penn State over the weekend. The Sooners were out of that, though, for a while, right? Uh, Penn State is like six in the country, I think. And you're looking at where the Sooners are after the Taylor Tatum announcement. Uh, on on three, they're 15th. Uh, 247, 16th ranked class in the country and rivals the number 20. Remember, the Sooners have 15 committed. And if you look at like the top five, Georgia has 25, Ohio State 19, Florida 21, Notre Dame 22. Um, you got who is uh, there's somebody, uh, Michigan has 26, Penn State has 20, 22, I believe it is. So a lot of that is uh, the Sooners again, while the numbers have been piling up, July's been very good to Oklahoma. Still, they are behind uh, some of the uh, more highly rated classes right now simply because of the number of the commits they have. Cherokee Sooner says, Gunny, could you please send Steely a care package? He needs it today. (laughs) You know what we need to do coming out of the next break is play They're Coming to Take Me Away. By whom? I don't know. That's a one-hit wonder (laughs) from way back when, but They're Coming to Take Me Away in the ambulance and the – We'll find it during a break. If you're old like me, you'll know that song. All right, let's break right here. More recruiting news on the way. More Sooner football. What else? Jesse Crittenden joining us uh, coming up at 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Great show from Collective Soul over the weekend down at Riverwind. They have more shows on the way at the show place, including this weekend, Josh Turner Friday, two shows for Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, on Saturday. More on that coming up. Keep it here on The Ref. I'm ready. Come get me. Welcome back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune. How how do you dig this stuff up? It was on the old Dr. Demento show a long time ago. That's how it became a hit, I believe. Or maybe he played it. This was a hit? This was like a one-hit semi-wonder. Not a total wonder, just a semi-wonder. Of all the ones that could have been the hit, it was this one? I think so, yeah. Okay. So uh, so anyway, there you go. Different time back then. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha, he he, to the funny farm. Because Elon freaking Musk, because Brian Harmon, because the IRS, because modern society, because technology... Because politics, because all of it, they're coming to take me away. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Okay, so Nigel Smith apparently not coming to the party at the Palace. What's going on with Nigel Smith out of Melissa, Texas? Yeah, well, he's he's kind of a quiet one, isn't he? Yeah, he is, but his plan for late July has always been to visit Texas A&M. Oh, no. Well... Again, like this is this is basically in replacement of an official visit to A and M, is what this is. So he's not taking an OV to Texas A and M, but instead he's going to their barbecue, basically. If I have my facts straight on that one, but yeah, this has been in the works for several months now. 
and especially given the recent and tragic passing of A&M's defensive line yeah, coach, Terry right. Price, uh, you know, it's just for a kid like Nigel, especially, it's the right thing to do to honor the commitment that you made to A&M a while back to attend their cookout at the end of July. Because it was funny. Like he, well, not funny. It's again, it's tragic. But uh, back in May, last I visited with Nigel down in Melissa, he said, "Man, I gotta, I gotta go back to A and M before I commit because uh, if I don't make it to their cookout, I don't know what I'm doing." Coach Price makes some amazing food, so he was going down for Coach Price's cooking. Obviously, Terry Price passed last month. Uh, but again, this is a school that's been recruiting Smith for a long time, a school that has gotten him to campus on numerous occasions. He's been to A&M more than any other school save for Oklahoma. And so this is, you know, something that I don't think if you're a Sooner fan and you understand the overall tenor of that recruitment, you're not really panicking, not really flinching about this whole deal. But yeah, Nigel Smith not going to be in town this weekend in Norman. Okay, uh, B.J. Brooks expected to announce for Oklahoma tomorrow. That'll get the Sooners up to 16. But what would be the next big domino to fall, or you think that could fall, that could really keep this, uh, you know, Oklahoma recruiting wildfire burning? Because July's been pretty unbelievable. Would it be? Would it have to be Winery? It would have to be. Just in, in looking at the time frames that you guys know about, Maybe not to say that Michael Patterson McDonald wouldn't be huge for Oklahoma too. It'd be big, and so B.J. Brooks would be a nice get for OU. But in terms of, you know, it just feels like like with Jaden Jackson and Devon Mitchell and Taylor Tatum and guys like that coming aboard, that it just feels like Oklahoma is, you know, if you're in that race, they're they're kicking hard now, you know, to get to the finish line and be one of the top contenders to try and get another top five class. I think, especially if you understand the dynamic of the relationship between Michael Patterson-McDonald and David Stone, you're looking forward to Michael Patterson-McDonald's commitment announcement on July 31st for more than what you get if you bring in a four-star defensive back with versatility from right up the road in right. Michael Patterson-McDonald. You're looking at it for, uh, for what it is, which is not only an outstanding commitment from an outstanding local prospect, but yet another box that you can check off in your pursuit of David Stone. Okay, we got Xavier Robinson, check. Okay, we got Michael Patterson-McDonald, check. At that point, you're just waiting on Stone, and who knows how long you're waiting. But getting his best friend in the fold, and I mentioned it last week, those two are close enough that David Stone was on a three-way FaceTime call with Michael Patterson-McDonald when he got the OU offer, he was part of the ceremonies, the festivities, if you will, when Michael Patterson McDonald received his OU offer. So those two are very tight, and assuming he does commit to OU next week, that gives you all the more confidence that Stone's coming at some point. Next Monday for Michael Patterson McDonald on yep. the 31st, and uh, so it looks like the Sooners. Uh, we'll end the month of July, an outstanding month of July, with B.J. Brooks, the offensive lineman from California tomorrow, and Michael Patterson-McDonald, four-star defensive back from Moore. Um, Westmore for him, though, isn't it, for Michael Patterson-McDonald? Yes, Westmore. Um, and, again, that could be happening. Looks like it'll be happening next Monday. 
Would it be safe to say, based on, again, all of the, you know, the kids who played together growing up, David Stone being one of those guys, that the more of these kids that commit and fill out that list, all right, here's there's my old Patterson McDonald, Xavier Robinson, you know, Caden Durham certainly on that list. But would that mean if David Stone doesn't end up at Oklahoma, that would be a bigger surprise than the D.J. Hicks situation? Last year when he committed to A and M, yes, I believe it would be a because big of the Oklahoma connection, right? Yes, because like it with David Hicks, for him to go to Texas A and M over Oklahoma made sense because we knew what Texas A and M was swinging with, and one you of know, his best buddies was going. It there. was also very close. He had a lot of relationships there. There's nowhere, nowhere across the entire country that can offer David Stone the type of peer to peer. A relational dynamic as well as camaraderie relationships with the coaches all of it Oklahoma has the very obvious very significant advantage there yeah so it would be really really surprising if Stone doesn't wind up at Oklahoma now you never know but all the signs keep pointing to him ending up being in Oklahoma sooner eventually all right break time right here thanks to last year home comfort systems appreciate you very much 405-579-3113 Jesse Crittenden next hour the old man has sued themselves a little bit might have been something involved there stay with us yes we are talking quite a bit They pay us to talk. Sometimes the uh, talk is really interesting. Sometimes it's, you know, an old man whining about life. We need to silence this old man. I'm done complaining about Elon Musk, Brian Harmon, and uh, modern technology. All right. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Riverwind Casino, they are awesome. As Dickie V says, prayers out to Dickie V, by the way. They're awesome with a capital A. That's what they are. Over uh, now... Really, almost 3,000 electronic games. So they have the best games, the best electronic games, all your favorite table games, best bars and dining, incredible hotel attached to the casino, incredible promotions and service, the new member seven program. Go out and get your wild card. Earn up to $450 in one day. Hear your name called and all the great promotions. They'll have another big weekend of uh, giveaways coming up Friday and Saturday. 60K double play and double winnings promotion. Uh, the preliminary drawings Friday and Saturday evenings from 7 to 11.30. They award two Riverwind patrons. The winners every 30 minutes, either $400 in cash or $400 in bonus play. And then just before midnight on Friday and Saturday, they award two grand prize winning patrons, $1,000 in cash or $1,000 in bonus play, plus any of the unclaimed cash from the preliminary drawing. So it could be much higher than that amount. Always something happening. Always a good time. Always a great chance to win. We appreciate our friends at Riverwind Casino. They are simply the best. 405-651-3439. I'm ready to get to football. I mean, I am real I'm I'm ready to get to football. August 3rd for Oklahoma, which is a Thursday, I believe, for OU. So we're not that far away. I mean, that's next Thursday. How about that? That's the day when you celebrate you've made it through the summer. The summer doldrums, though, aren't quite what they used to be. There's no Pete Rose. Hey, Pete Rose going to the Hall of Fame? Let us know. Yes or no. You know, or 
<laughs> is that what it used to be? None of that Mount Rushmore. I mean, we. I really think, I promise, I really think back in the day, we kind of started the Rush, Mount Rushmore thing. I really believe that. Because then I believe that ESPN started to do it about, uh, about a year later. Because I know that Doug Gottlieb was working there then. And so I think you can kind of blame our old radio show way back in the day for that. Who's the Mount Rushmore of shortstops? Let us know, you know. But it seems like we have a lot more stuff. I mean, somebody's going to pull their pants down or something like Brett Favre. You know, something like that's going to happen. There are going to be some bad pictures out there. Something crazy usually happens. But it seems like, I mean, the SEC news, the Mule Shoe news, now, that happened, of course, it wasn't in the offseason, but it just seems like we have more offseason material than ever. And maybe that is because of how widespread social media is now and how many phones are out there to capture idiots saying something or doing something. Like the Florida A&M video. I haven't seen the Florida A&M video. I haven't What's either, the deal but it? I guess the there was a uh, – rap song that had some bad words in it and they were in Florida A&M garb and somehow they got in the Florida A&M locker room. I'm not sure who the rapper was, but there were some players involved in it and basically everybody suspended right now. As if no bad words have ever been said in that locker room before. Who was the uh, who was the shoot 'em up rapper, the wide receiver? Oh, Josh Jarbo. That's right, Josh Jarbo. That was 15 years ago. 15 years ago when that rap went down. And that was a rap on Josh Jarbo at Oklahoma after that. Didn't he end up? He I think it was like jo- Arkansas did he, State. Did or? he go to Troy first? I'm trying to th- I think he may have gone to Troy first. I'm not sure where he wound up. Hold tight. The internet will tell us. But, uh, yeah, that was, I think I'm fairly certain that was 2008, wasn't it? Yeah, he ended up at Arkansas State okay. before it was all said and done. No trip to Troy before that? He was at Troy. Okay. I just want to make sure I was not losing my mind. I mean, I am, but I wanted to make sure not totally. But his his last destination was Arkansas State. Yeah, so here's here's how it went. Here's how it went. Oklahoma. Uh, doesn't look like he ever played at Troy. Northeast Mississippi Community College. Gee, what a higher institute of learning that must be. He ended up making a second team all Sun Belt. As a uh, as a junior, if you're going to junior college in Mississippi, you could probably graduate from there with like a third grade reading level. I would bet. So he did. He did actually briefly play at Troy. Saw action in eleven games, fourteen catches for two hundred and thirty six yards and a touchdown as a Troy Trojan. But yes, he wrapped up his football career. At Arkansas State. You know where he went to high school? Here's an interesting coincidence. Hmm. Give me a hint. The exact same high school as a five-star wide receiver signee at Oklahoma within the last decade. Jaden Hazelwood? Jaden Hazelwood. There you go. Which would have been what? Cedar Grove High School. Cedar Grove. All right. In Ellenwood, Georgia. Okay. Who would have thought? OU's had, uh, well, there was another weird, highly recruited wide receiver situation. That being? 
are you talking about Trey Matwire? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I figured that's where that's the direction you were going. He was from White House, wasn't he? I think that's correct. Yeah, the same town that produced Patrick Mahomes. I wonder if they ever played together. Probably not. I wouldn't think so. Nah, there's probably too much of a gap there. Have you still haven't watched quarterback yet? No, I have not watched quarterback. Like I said, I like Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes. I respect him, but that voice I can't take. Uh, you know, the wife and it's Jackson, right? Way too much into social media, of course. Jackson. And then Marcus Mariota is just a bore fest. How do you think? How do you think? How do you think Mama and Papa Mahomes feel about Jackson? They got one son that's the highest paid football player in the world, mm-hmm. and they got another son that is taller and bulkier and has every bit as much, if not more, athletic potential. And he decided to become a guy who dances on TikTok for clout. Patrick Mahomes makes our society better. Jackson Mahomes makes our society headed to, you know, wearing a handbasket. I'm fully convinced Patrick Mahomes would be the most popular athlete in American sports were it not for his wife and brother. That his would, immediate that would circle drags down his likability immensely. And people would could could deal with the cartoonish voice, you know? But Yeah, like it would be It's kinda like, oh it'd be fun, homes, like, man, you heard the you hear that you heard that he talks, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be a fun and unique thing yes. about Patrick Mahomes if he wasn't married to who he was married to and his brother wasn't who his brother is. You know, how didn't much, he get in some legal trouble recently I for like groping somebody? Probably, yeah. You can't grope. You cannot. You cannot grope. I mean, you got to grope with permission. You can grope. No permission groping, not cool. He's arrested on charges of no non-permission groping. You, you see, and you can't do any groping with social media. You shouldn't be groping anyway. Grope your own spouse. That's fine. But make sure they want you to grope. They don't want you to grope. No grope. Steely giving groping advice. <laughs> when and where groping is appropriate. Groping yep, is a really strange word. You know what we'll call that? Hey, he's grabbing her booty. Look at that. <laughs> what do you want to call that, Junior? I think he's groping her, Bill. That's what's going on. It's definitely a Monday in July. The origin of words fascinates me because somebody had to just say, you know what that is? That's groping. Maybe it was from like, it grew from the word roping. You're trying to rope somebody in. And maybe because you're doing it with your hands, you are groping and not roping. I don't know. I have no idea. But Douglas Miles did hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line to let us know. I covered an indoor football league game in 2015, and Josh Jarbo was playing for the Bemidji Axemen. Wow. The Bemidji Axemen. Holy cow. One of the, what, what do you think the attendance over and over, over and under was for that game? I don't know. I, I'm fairly sure. Like, I can recall going to at least a couple indoor football league games growing up because there's a team in Omaha, the Omaha Beef. That's what they're called, the Omaha Beef. 
They used to play at the old Omaha Civic Auditorium before it was demolished. <laughs> what was the? I have what no did the idea uniforms look now. like? Was it just like a stake on the side of the helmet or no, what? No, it was like an orange and black type of color scheme. I can't remember what the logo was, but it was like, I think the logo was a bull. But what stands out to me about my brief indoor football league experiences long, long ago as a spectator was, man, it's like they're playing on a ping pong table. Really? It's such a small, yeah, it is small, like, it's 50 yards. It's half a football field. I don't know how wide it is. Probably not regulation width either. Much less so. But, like, <laughs> it's astonishing. It's like, it's like closer to foosball than actual football. It is. I mean, I look, I used to do color commentary in the Oklahoma Wranglers games back in the day with the great Bob Cortese and Ron Lopez. Fun times back in the day. Fun times back in the day. Dean Choctaw says, seems like Steely and Jeff Foxworthy would get along great. <laughs> you know who's a groper? Urban frickin' Meyer. Right? He was groping. Got caught. Yep, there was a uh, you know more, my... more, more than a little bit of illegal contact yeah. there. My favorite Urban Meyer, though, was when he was doing that live shot with somebody and that dude was undressing in the background or whatever, and he's like, no, <laughs> no, no. You can see a dude getting naked in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. you can see And Urban's face. like, he's already like, they already hate me. No, no. I'm in the complete sheer pan- look of panic. I got to find, I got to find the still shot of that. So good. So very good. Sooner Gary says, the word grope came from Arkansas. It combined the words goat and rope. <laughs> Uh, groping, reaching for something that is normally unattainable. Uh, a, a real, is that real, Kevin? That kind of sounds like it might be real. I'm not sure. But uh, like I said, the origin of the word always fascinates me. Like, we brought back what recently? Schmuck, Shyster, Nimrod. Uh, we had another one that we brought back. What was it? Twerp? Twerp, yes, you need yes. more twerp. Last hour, we we, right. we resurrected. Twerp. We called Brian Harmon. What a great open champion he is! Champion golfer of the year, uh, Brian Harmon. But we said, you know, he's a little twerp. There are no big twerps. There are only little twerps. You can't twerp if you're above six feet. I don't think. Okay, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Jesse Crittenden, he's no twerp, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he will be joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline at 405-651-3439. Now i got to look up the official definition of that. Yes, I know. It is August 3rd. Official practice begins. Or maybe they just report August 3rd. Can't but come soon enough. That's right. You know who I want? I want them to grope some bygone running backs in the open field and bring their ass down. That's what I want. Be right back. TJ is uh, baffled by the X situation as well. So, but he is the is TJ the second uh, in the old rankings here. He might be second in the old rankings. I'm not yeah. sure if he if it's him or if it's T Row. I don't know for sure. But he's like, I was telling him about the X situation. And he saw, hey, here's one of these. I, that was the link I went to. It just popped up X. That's it. Not good. By the way, uh, just in case you want to know, the definition of a twerp is a silly or annoying person. Groping is feeling or fondling someone 
especially against their will. <laughs> Kids? Especially against their will. Don't do it. That's what Urban Meyer, well, I don't know if it was against, but it wasn't that, cool. That might have been consensual. It was against groping. the rules of society if you're married. So don't grope, kids. Don't grope. Don't do it. Another lesson from the old man here on the raft. 405-651-3439 on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's head there. We've got Jesse Crittenden coming up on the Riverwind Casino hotline next segment. Drew England says, Elf said it best, cotton-headed ninny muggins. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Elf's a great holiday film. It's 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 now in the classics category. It has been for a while. Five star Randy says today's content is beyond my grasp. Randy, you're still a five star. You can grasp this. You definitely can. Ah, uh, now see, we I just, give you permission I to just grasp. Got, it. See, I just got the pun right there. I just it took me a while. <laughs> Dial up internet, man. It, I just got the pun. Very, Randy, you just showed that's. That's a five-star tweet right there again. Very nice. You're getting married in less than two weeks. Dude. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Hey, what do you want to drink at the wedding? Are you outdoors? Is the ceremony outdoors? It's going to be indoor and outdoor. So there will be an indoor. There will be an outdoor. Like, there, will be a, there will be facets of both. Okay, so will the actual... The actual ceremony will be indoors. Okay, good, because Shay can't last outdoors very long. I mean, can any of us in this heat? But especially with MS, it like exacerbates the uh, symptoms of it. Ah. So if there's a reception outdoors, we may just have to say, man, we love you guys. Congrats. <laughs> but we'll see. See, I'm planning an early exit if it's out. It, no, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But ha- have all the plans fallen into place? Is they everything good to go? fallen into place. You got uh, a five star. She's all... cute and she's really nice. Yeah. I mean, everything is. How did you pull that off? Well, a, you know what? Olipop NIL money offering or what? I just ordered 168 cans of Olipop this morning for the wedding. So I need to go get have... some because I, the one I had was really good. And uh, here are your beverage options as things stand. All right. There's going to be a mimosa bar. Okay. So if you want a mimosa, you can have a mimosa. There's going to be water, obviously. Sweet and unsweet tea. Okay. And then there are going to be five available flavors of Olipop. Okay. You can have ginger lemon. Hey, drinking any ginger pansy lemon stuff. Are you kidding me? We're going to the SEC. Cherry vanilla. Okay, sounds good. Strawberry vanilla. Sounds good. Classic cola. Okay. And root beer. And I heard you're a classic cola and a root beer. The guy, vintage right? cola and the root beer are two of my favorite flavors. Yes. Now the these are completely is also healthy. So if I switch, because I alternate between Diet Dr Pepper, I'm about sixty percent Diet Dr Pepper, forty percent Diet Coke. Both of them are not the healthiest options. I realize that. So if I go to Olipop, I think I had a watermelon. Really. What the watermelon lime is delicious. It's sold out, or I would have had some. We went over to the uh, uh, the health food store, Dodson's. Is the name of it? That Shay had to get something that for, you know, that was going to be helpful in her battle with MS. So we're looking for everything we can. By the way, she's 
she's doing well. But um, so we went over there and I saw an Olipop. It was in the refrigerator. And Parker talks about Olipop. I'm going to grab an Olipop. Dang right. It was pretty good. So I can go. You said I can go get a, like a 12-pack at where? Walmart? Crest? Well, you, I think you can only buy them per – you can buy them by the can in retailers. But you can order 12-packs online. Okay. And they'll ship them to you. You can get custom 12-packs or you can just get single flavors. I'll send you a promo code. There you go. Parker's the beverages behind the paywall, too, just like everything else. I want a Boomer Sooner Cherry, man. How much is that going to cost me? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They had they uh, they are completely out of stock on the watermelon lime and the grape, which are probably really? the two best flavors. So had to go down the depth chart a little ways. But 14 dozen cans going to be at the wedding. There you go. Everybody gets an Olipop. We will uh, we will definitely do an Olipop toast then. Steely, you got to try Dr. Pepper Zero. It tastes just like regular DP. But is it, does it have any aspartame or any of that bad stuff in it? Yeah, it's always, listen. You always think, man, I've got a di- what? What's killing me? Wait, not, surely that's not in there. And then you're like, son of a, it is in there. But Olipop, is it like? pretty natural it's all natural sweeteners man i'm not aspartame no erythritol no no stevia what about high fruit fructose corn syrup none none of that i hear that's really good for you yeah try to stay away from that if at all possible steely high fructose corn syrup somebody thought that was a good idea i guess you know what they did somehow that saved money so the billionaires could make more money while they kill us all. That's all they're that's they don't care. You think Elon Musk cares that he messed up my schedule today and my routine? No, he doesn't, but I will tell you that Elon Musk does drink Olipop. I heard about that. Now I saw that you direct tweeted at him. Was it in response to your tweet or did you just find out somehow else that he drinks Olipop? Uh there's been some there's been some Olipop discourse on social media over the last few days. And Elon jumped in. And, of course, I'm in the middle of all of it as the Olipop connoisseur that I am. So, yeah, Elon apparently has at the very least partaken of Olipop before. There you go. You healthy are soda. Healthy soda, Steely. The in the new- year 2023, we have healthy soda. I'm going to give it a try. Just drink water. 918. I know. I, I do drink water, too. But... I need to drink a little more water, and then, of course, we squirt the little flavoring in there. So does that mess it up somehow? Is there some high onion syrup in that or something that's... Onion syrup? Well, there's always something that you've never heard of. I, you know, it was a while before I heard of the high fructose corn syrup, which is not good. So there's going to be some something wrong that, you know, in the, in the stuff that we squirt into our water to make it flavorful, there's going to be something crazy one of the guests to be at the wedding just texted me can i bring a flask with my vodka to mix with olipop there you go that ladies and gentlemen right there is a winner planning ahead just make sure you get there and you leave there in an uber right if you're bringing a flask to a wedding you've got uh either a a lot of game or an alcohol problem. Now, I will There's say. There's no in-between. The venue that we're getting married at is on a farm. So, 
Do you have to there travel are, any dirt roads? You don't have to travel any dirt roads. All the roads are paved. Gravel? No gravel. Okay, good. Um, but there are a there's a multiplicity of wild animals wandering around the farm, including zebras. Really? So hmm. you have enough Olipop and vodka. I, I I better not see anybody trying to mount a zebra. There could be some zebra tipping. Cow tipping's a thing. I, I've never heard of zebra. I don't tipping. know if it a zebra would be as easily tipped. There's, they're not as wide. Yeah, that's true. All right, we got a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a world class time at the uh, Thune nuptials coming up here soon. Olipop for everybody, ladies and gentlemen. I'll bring, uh, I'll bring a bowl full of Werther's Originals. We can put on the, uh, the table there for people to sample. Okay, let's break right here. We do have Jesse Crittenden on the way coming up next, right here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, 405-329-9000. What else are we going to talk about? Sooner football, of course. Stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Welcome back, Jesse Crittenden, Sooner Insider. OUinsider.com. Is he drinking uh, Olipop, too? I mean, he'll be at the wedding, so we'll find yeah. out. He'll have his yeah. choice. Five yeah. flavors. There you go. All right, joining us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline, Jesse, as always, appreciate your time on Mondays. Give me, as the Sooners get ready to uh, to get started with fall practice, of course, which happens in the summer, on August 3rd, maybe a, an underrated storyline heading into the season, not one that everybody's really talking about, that maybe they should be talking about more. What could be an underrated storyline heading into this uh, Oklahoma football season? Yeah, I, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is underrated. So forgive me if it doesn't uh, completely fit the the definition. But I really think I really think a big storyline. And Parker's heard me say this over and over. Is I, I I'm curious uh, how how next year or how the season's going to shake out in terms of you know does the coaching staff you know, value some of the experience uh, on this roster, or do they lean a little bit more towards the younger players? That's something we talked about uh, last week, and you know, and I and that's something that Brent mentioned during media days was you know that they probably could have played the younger players a little bit more last year. But I, I think that's going to be put to the test during fall camp. I think there are positions on both sides of the ball where that's that's going to be the question. Do you does this coaching staff go with? Maybe the the younger guy that that maybe has some more upside, or do they go towards uh, maybe the, the 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 player with a little bit more experience? I think if you look at you know especially at the defense, look at defensive end where you know they brought you know Rondell Bothroyd, who's a six year senior, or or Trace Ford. You've got other guys like Ethan Downs and and uh, Reggie Grimes who have played, but you've also got some some young guys that that you know their their time on the field's been limited or or they haven't played at all. That's you know, someone like R. Mason Thomas or P.J. Adabare. Look at look at defensive back where you've got, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Gentry Williams or, you know, or Makari Vickers are dealing more towards Kendall Dolby and Reggie Pearson. I think that's going to be one of those things. I mean, again, Brent, Brent mentioned that, that young guys should have gotten more run last year. I think that's going to be put to the test. And I think it's an interesting question, again, because when you're coming off a six and seven season, there's going to be pressure to you know to to bounce back from that right away, but also you're going to the SEC in 2024. The young guys on this roster are going to be the ones that are having they're going to have to step up once that happens. So I think these next few weeks are going to be pretty interesting to see 
how this coaching staff leans when it comes to some of those battles. Jesse, I'd be curious to know, for just from a personal standpoint, how much stock do you put into what guys did in the spring once fall camp rolls around? Because these guys, yeah, they haven't necessarily been sitting idle for three months, but they haven't strapped on the pads and go and gone full speed since the spring game back on April 22nd. So, in your mind, I think most specifically of a guy like Andrell Anthony, who folks were raving about all camp throughout the spring. How much stock do you put into a performance like that throughout spring ball when the fall rolls around and you're starting to scrutinize these position battles that are shaping up? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think because, I mean, right, I mean, the spring is almost like it's almost spring ball every year is almost like a cleansing every year, right? It's almost, you know, you're going to hear a lot of the same stuff, you know, on every team, every single spring ball that, that last year is in the past. This is a new year. You've got new play, especially with the transfer portal and mid-year enrollees. You you typically got a lot of new players in the spring that teams you know than than teams typically had in the past. So yeah, I think there are little nuggets that you have to look for in terms of okay, what is some of the stuff that's just going to be said because you know it's an optimistic time of year, or what are some of the things that um, that you can put some weight in? And I think it's hard to sometimes discern that. But I do think, you know, if you're around the, the program enough, you, you, you go to practices and you do these things enough, I do think uh, there is some things to, to learn. And, and you mentioned Angel Anthony, and I think, I think that's honestly a really good example. I think he's a, he's a guy that came in um, and, and I think impressed people right away. I think you heard a lot of different players on both sides of the ball kind of mention him unprompted as a player that – uh, that's really made a quick impact. And I also think it makes sense when you look at somebody like him where, you know, you're losing a Marvin Mims, you're losing Theo Weiss, you know, you're losing, you know, a tight end like Braden Willis that played a lot like a wide receiver. You are you know, you have a wide receiver group that, that has some young talent, but I think also needs um, some veteran players who have been on the field. So, um, you know, I think, I think when you, when you look at position groups where you can kind of figure out what, what's the need there and then what are, what are the coaches and players what have they been saying? Who have they been singling out? I think Angelo Anthony fits in that category. And, again, I mentioned earlier, I think defensive end, I think two players fit that category in R. Mason Thomas and P.J. Atabare. I mean, Parker, you and I have talked about not only, you know, R. Mason Thomas's growth and the amount of weight he's added since last season, but also just how impressive P.J. Atabare was and seeming like a guy that's, you know, a freshman. So, I think it is certainly tough because it's also not a, it's not just about development on the field, but it's also off the field and strength and conditioning and you know what players need to add weight and all those things. So I I, I think you, you kind of have to pick and choose what you put stock into, but I do think there were some pretty uh, interesting things that happened in the spring that I think are going to have a pretty big uh, impact or they're going to be factors in the fall. Jesse Crittenden, our guest on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, 405-329-9000, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. All right, so, you know, I think as media members, we're ready to get this season going. There's no doubt we can't wait for August 3rd. We'll have more to talk about and get the season going. And, again, there's not a whole lot of excitement in the non-conference schedule. Maybe it really kind of starts when you go to Cincinnati. But we just want football. But at the same time, we're thinking about, man, it's going to be so much better in 2024. That home schedule, kicking it up a notch. It's going to be unbelievable. Now, every coach and every team, they're talking about their culture and what they've done in the offseason, and it's all great. 
But I'm wondering, because I think some Sooner fans are almost ready to get in the uh, the DeLorean and, and, you know, move ahead in time one year and just get to the SEC. Do you think there's any danger, even though this team went 6-7, and seven, man, this is the most long-winded question ever, but even though this team went 6-7, and seven, that that could carry over somehow to the OU team? Like, all right, you know, they say in our schedule's easy, this is the Big 12. Uh, do you think that could have an effect on this team, even after last year? I mean, I'm cer- I certainly think it's a possibility. I mean, the reality is this is a really weird situation to be in. I mean, this isn't your normal conference alignment. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas have been the marquee programs in, in the Big 12, especially as far as football, uh, pretty much since the inception of the conference. It's, it's, it is really weird. And, and obviously the, the process of how all this happened, you know, that initially it was, it was uh, no later than 2025, you know, the departure would happen. But, of course, there was – all the, the rumblings about it could happen earlier. Now it's happening earlier. Now we know definitively this is going to be the last year for both these teams. So, yeah, this is, this is a weird position. And, and, you know, at some point, uh, you know, these players and coaches are human like everybody else. And I think this coaching staff in particular is having to juggle a lot, not only just trying to bounce back from last season, but trying to plan for the SEC, which is going to be a step up and, and a, a big change of scenery. Having said that, I do think Brent Venables, you know, at Big 12 Media Days was adamant and emphasized over and over how incredibly important this season is. I mean, you can't, and I've said this before too, I actually think this season is one of the most important maybe in the history of Oklahoma football. I mean, when you, when you go, you know, six and seven last season, you know, last season uh, the expectations were high. OU was expected to be uh, obviously a, a, a contender for the Big 12 title. They got nowhere close. A lot of disappointing seasons or a lot of disappointing games last season. When you have that type of season, when you've got the SEC, you know, coming right around the corner, I think it's natural to look ahead. But I think you can't, you can't look, you can't really look far ahead, like too far ahead from this season. This season is really important. I think there's going to be a tangible line in terms of how OU's first few seasons in the SEC go and how this season goes. I think it's incredibly important uh, for this team to get back to Big 12 contention to be a factor in the national spotlight. I think if they can do that, that's going to have a huge impact, not only on morale, but on the future of recruiting and all those things. And I think Brent Venables went out of his way quite a bit in Arlington to acknowledge how important this season is. So all that being said, I do think this is going to be a weird season, but I really think this season is important. And I think Brent Venables and this coaching staff has emphasized over and over that there's no other season more important right now in 2023 and I think for fans even though it there's there's certainly excitement or maybe nervousness about the SEC move but this season is really really important and I think it's going to have a big impact on what the future looks like especially after how disappointing last season was. Jesse before we let you go uh you're an Okie the people gotta know have you ever tipped a cow <laughs> um I certainly I I certainly had opportunities growing up in, in Stillwell, Oklahoma, but I can't say I ever did that. I don't know if that means I'm not a true Okie, but I, I never have. How about a zebra? You ever tipped a zebra? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's very, I don't know if there were many zebras uh, where I where I grew up, so I can't say I've done that either. I tipped a zebra, made a horrible call in the Claremore Junior High game one year. I went over and tipped that somebody right over <laughs> and just started wailing on it, man. 
That's what I did. <laughs> Claremore is the Zebras, aren't they? Okay. Hey, uh, Jesse, great stuff as usual. We appreciate your time. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. Cow tipping, I'm here to tell you that MFR is not real. <laughs> That's basically what the 512 is saying. And I think I agree. Have you ever seen a video of a cow being tipped? I've never seen a video of a cow being tipped. You're not from the cow tipping crowd, I am though. really not. Because usually no. you have to consume some percentage of alcohol to get out there and tip a cow. You're not going to be drinking Olipop and say, let's go cow tipping. So, But I've never seen... You know, we've said we've gone cow tipping before, but nobody ever tipped one. We tried to run after one once, and it came running after us, and we, like, ran. and Yeah, like, how do you how do you tip a cow without the cow getting spooked and running off? I don't know, but the cow that we were thinking about tipping knew it and got tipped off, I think, and was, like, not happy. Isn't the way – like, isn't it supposed to happen, like, in the middle of the night when the cows are asleep? Yes, but we were walking in the direction of one that we thought was sleeping that was – very bothered by us waking them from the sleep and started not really charging at us, but gave us the look like and started walking towards us like, hey, you can tip in this boy right here. You're not, you're not tipping well. Not we boy. have several Not people. this boy. Not, you're not tipping me. We have several people on the text line asserting that cow tipping is not real. Did we find out, by the way, is it real that the... The chick is from Oklahoma State? At yeah. OSU, right? Yep. That is awesome. I mean, I like that she's from, I, I, I think, good to know that we have people in Oklahoma that spot lizard people in a plane. You never know, because I'm, I probably would have gone off the plane, too, if that was happening, you know. So good. Did you see Tattoo Baker's um, Photoshop job he did? No, Guess what did he for, do this time? They put her in an Oklahoma versus the world tank top and an OU cap and everything. I, I, I love, and I can't remember who was the first. I saw it several times on social media, but whoever superimposed the image of her pointing into Boone Pickens Stadium right at the 90, uh, 1945 National oh, Champion yeah. sign. <laughs> that might have that's that's Well that, done. It was well done. All right, ladies. Oh, look out. Parker's being asked about David Stone's Instagram story. He's going to be very mad when he gets back. It'll be awesome. Stay with us here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Cow tipping is another fable, like snipe hunting. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Riverwind Casino, always something to do. Add at Riverwind, win yourself a jackpot, have a great meal, stay at a world-class hotel. Go to a great show, concert. It's all happening at Riverwind Casino. Collective Soul last Friday. This Friday, the music of Josh Turner, Friday night. And then uh, the comedy of Gabriel Iglesias on a Saturday. Also soon to come in August, Dwight Yoakam and uh, Counting Crows. We've got shows, of course, coming up in uh, September. Uh, Ario Speedwagon Chicago, Foreigners on the Way, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis. You get a lot of shows happening at the Showplace Theater. Great to have the Showplace Theater back and a great promotion. Again, get out and play with your wild card today and get five times the entries in your wild card for the big drawings this weekend on Friday and Saturday nights in the 60K double play and double winnings promotion. This will be the final weekend for this great promotion, and Riverwind will roll out some incredible promotions, as they always do for August. But uh, get out there, play with your wild card today, earn five times the entries today, and then be out there 
again Friday and Saturday night. Preliminary drawing 7 to 1130. They'll award two winners every half hour with $400 in cash, $400 in bonus play. You can hear your name called. Why not? And then at approximately 11.59 p.m., just before midnight, Friday and Saturday, they'll also name two grand prize winners will be selected to receive $1,000 in cash or $1,000 in bonus play plus any unclaimed cash from the preliminary drawings. Another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. Can't wait to be out there again uh, this Friday at Riverwind. Okay, let's get as many texts in as we can. We are going to get locked in at the top of the hour with uh, – Parker and Tyler McComas. Let's go. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, we go. there's a lot of debate right now on, cow on the text tipping, line. Yeah. On cow t- like of all the things that the text line would be hotly debating, I never imagined here on Monday, July 24th, <laughs> that it would be cow tipping. But I guess this is par for the course in the off season. That's, you never know where the off-season content path you don't. is you going just, to take you. The River Rapids can take you anywhere during the off-season. You never know. Uh, you never know. Okay, so what else, What do we have? <laughs> oh, people are getting out. Things are getting out of hand. Um, cow tipping has to be real. I saw it in the movie Heathers. Was that like Christian Slater's, one of his first films, I think? Way back in the day. A listener in the 712 says cow tipping was a thing in the 90s. Blue check mark. Uh, somebody else asked, what is going on with David Stone's Instagram story? I refuse to entertain any discussion of David Stone's Instagram story. There's an absolute moratorium. Don't worry about all it. all David hey. Stone Instagram talk, people. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Jesse in Iowa says, I am outraged. I'm sorry, Jesse. I'd be happy to fill you in on Williams Nwineri, who's going to be Mm -hmm. at Oklahoma and Oregon later this week. I still think Oklahoma leads there. We're no more than two weeks out from a decision, it would seem. So so we are thinking, I think Brandon, your your buddy Brandon, well, my buddy too, Brandon Drum said probably by August 7th he thinks it'll happen. Which would be... Yeah, several people have floated like the week of August 7th okay. as the decision time. And again, what I was told by his head coach was it's supposed to happen on August 1st, but that's in Will's hands. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You would figure that with a kid of his stature, as big of a deal as he is nationally on the recruiting trail, there's going to be a pre-announcement timeline established at some point. He'll probably come out yeah, and say at some point, right. look, I'm committing on this date. Some people have him as the number one player in the class, right? Not just – I sure do. So, again, we're talking about there There will be a big announcement there. It's not – you know, I would think there would be – I don't know if it's going to be a mega ceremony, but uh, he's such a big name that, yeah, that you would think it would be live somewhere. Okay, uh, tomorrow, B.J. Brooks, the offensive lineman from California, expected to announce for Oklahoma. And then uh, next Monday would be July 31st, so that would be the date for Michael Patterson-McDonald announcing for Oklahoma. All right, want to thank our great sponsors, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Always much appreciated. Dr. Bellardo and the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma. Thank you as well. And, of course, Justin, the whole crew over there at Riverwind Casino. We will be out there again on Friday, as we always are. 
Big show happening with Josh Turner Friday at the Showplace Theater. And then the comedy of Gabriel Iglesias again on Saturday at the Showplace Theater. Everybody have a marvelous rest of your Monday. Let's get locked in up next.